Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
Good afternoon, everybody. It is Tuesday, November the 29th, 2011. Can you believe it's already November the 29th, 2011? Jackie? <laughs> no, I can't. Stop telling me that. I'm I know. still in July. <laughs> it's November the 29th. Um, I know that it's November the 29th because I just sent my um, uh, article for the Astrology for Next Month that will be published, of course, on keepitmagic.com. Um, visit our sponsor, of course, which is CoventryCreations.com if you have a problem in your life. Regardless of what those problems may be, we definitely have a cancer. A, a cancer, oh, my God. Cancel, cancel. A candle for that. <laughs> oh, my God. I better get the astrology out of my head. Um, uh, we have a candle for that. Also, make sure that you cruise on over and hit us up and fan us up on Facebook uh, or like us or whatever it is that, they do now. It's facebook.com forward slash keeping it magic to reach Jackie off the Jackie off the air, of course. Um, move on over to CoventryCreations.com. Schedule a reading with her. Um, her Akashic readings are absolutely freaking amazing. Um, so you want to check those out. And if you want to get in touch with me, you know, you can go to PsychicFriendsNow.com. But who the hell wants to get in touch with me? So, uh, you know, make sure people. that... One or two. One, one or, or two. two. I only have one or two friends, but that's okay. <laughs> Pick up the phone and give us a call. 760-539-3235. That's 760 760- Zero five three nine three two three five. We will be doing readings throughout the show, so make sure that you call in and get those little free readings. We're going to help you with your issues. We're going to be talking about self-defeating behaviors today and destructive behaviors that may have your life in a little bit of chaos. But first, um, Jackie, there's I can't believe what happened this past weekend. I mean, the eclipse hit everybody, and they all went crazy. I I agree. They all went absolutely crazy. That combined with the Mercury retrograde has just everybody acting like insane nutters. So. Right. That's why I stayed home. So. That's why you stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure that you read the, the news articles about Black Friday, right? Right. And it was – well, I'm a small business, so I kind of boycott the whole Black Friday thing uh-huh. um, because it – it used to be in the past couple of years that Black Friday, when you go into a downtown area or a small business area, it's like crickets, just crickets, uh-huh. um, where where you could, on Black Friday, a small business could count on doing maybe a tenth of their normal business. Um, so it's, you know, it's not a, I'm not a favorite of Black Friday. And then I worked in retail for a little while, for actually many years when I was younger, so I hated, I hated the day after Thanksgiving. I was a very angry person to have to work the day after Thanksgiving when all of my friends and family got to stay home. Uh-huh. And I had to go to work. So, you know, that it's just I'm bitter. I'm bitter, what I tell you. What was it like you. working on Black Friday? Did you have to get up at like 2 in the morning? Because um, you were like well, a manager was, of one of these stores, weren't you? Yeah, well, I was a, I was a manager of a men's clothing store in the mall. And which doesn't that the that company doesn't exist anymore. So, um so I was a manager of a J Riggings and we opened usually about 8 a.m. On, on Black Friday, it wasn't as crazy. Maybe nine, um, I think, like an hour or two hours earlier that day. It wasn't as crazy as it is now with stores opening up at three a.m. and uh-huh. and things like that. But um, every manager worked a twelve-hour day that day. Every pretty much everybody was um, was on tap. Everybody had to be scheduled that day at some point. And um, it was you bring your lunch, you bring all of your bottles of water. You couldn't leave. 
And even if you wanted to leave, you couldn't go get anything anywhere because the lines were insane. And, uh, you know, we would, my managers and I would have a joke, you know, with, with we were just, we were just going to wear catheters that day and stay behind the cash register and not. <laughs> <laughs> so we would never have to leave because it was, it was insane. And, um, and it was the, the day after Christmas was equally as insane, but that's the day we had to make sure we had a lot of cash on hand in the morning because everybody was doing returns. But those were the two days I did not like working. They just made me very angry, and I didn't like working on Sundays either. So I know that retail was not for me. <laughs> now, you know, the interesting thing is that in every other country except ours, they have Boxing Day, which is the 26th of December off. Yes. You know, yep. we, we don't get that luxury here. Um, well, Jackie and I don't get that. We, we work on Thanksgiving, to be honest with you, and Christmas. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's just, <laughs> well, it's what extra can we squeeze in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just really, in retail, Thanksgiving is just a day off. It's not an extra day off like the rest of the world. It's just a day off. And uh, because you're working your butt off all weekend long, so you get nothing, nothing. So, um you know, and I really, there is an insanity that happens with, well, first of all, there's an insanity that happens on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and and I'm not a fan of that holiday, and I hear the booze. Okay, tell me resounding. why. Um, to me, well, Thanksgiving, I am a very thankful person, and I'm very thankful for everything that I have in my life and all the people uh-huh. that I have in my life. Um, and I, I actually like the idea of having a day to really give thanks. But that's not what happens on that day. Um, people get a little crazy even on Thanksgiving with how much food can you consume. That is the opposite of being thankful. Yeah. I mean, really, if there was a way to be thankful on Thanksgiving, I think it would be more of a fasting, <laughs> if you think about it. They should rename it Gluttony Day. Right. But but the, the just the day, um, my daughter, I'm so proud of her. Um, before I can ev- could even comment on this um, online on Facebook, I woke up to her post on Facebook saying, um, yeah, thanks for celebrating the day that, that Indians were massacred. Because that is where uh, the, the origins, the true origins of Thanksgiving go to the Native Americans and um, the corn harvest. Uh-huh. The court. So, so they would gather in their lodges and have a day of Thanksgiving for um, all of the corn that was harvested of all that they had. So this whole myth about the pilgrims and the Indians and the whole thing. Yeah, there was one English-speaking um, Native American, or should we say First Nation, because um, they really weren't even Indians, and that's a whole other. Uh-huh. Miss Homer there, but um, of the First Nation, who he was actually, he was actually a slave, and that's why in he was captured earlier. So the Pilgrims were the first ones over to the Americas. So he was actually a slave that had been captured, and he was the last of his tribe that came back to the Americas. And um, and so yes, he taught them how to survive, and that's the only reason he, he knew English is because he was a slave. Well. The the original Thanksgivings beyond that, um, the next Thanksgiving was when the Puritans arrived. And the Puritans were a bunch of assholes. I'm sorry. And thank God this is Blog Talk Radio and I can say that. Yeah. Um, they, they felt that they were the only true Christians. The reason why they um, emigrated here, that they wanted this new life, was not for religious freedom. It was for religious righteousness so they wouldn't be tainted by all of these 
um, Episcopalians and Protestants <laughs> over in in England. So um, so it was. It's really they they saw it as their duty to commit genocide on the Native Americans and the First Nation people. So the the first <laughs> the first. Um, and, and I shouldn't be giggling about this, but but one of the first official Thanksgivings, when they actually called it a Thanksgiving, was okay. when um, during the corn harvest festival, they um, a bunch of unarmed or, or lightly, I'm sorry, armed pilgrims surrounded the lodge of a group of Native Americans who were celebrating this, and they demanded that the men came out and surrendered. Uh-huh. Well, they had they were all unarmed, and they had their families there, so they came out surrendered. And they were massacred, and then the women in there were taken into slavery or killed. The women and children were either taken into slavery or killed. Oh my and God! It's, the, just, it's 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 just coming to freaking, me, Jackie. I, the I, freaking I, pilgrim. Yeah. Literally. I know why our country is so freaking messed up now. Why? We are the descendants of the children of the corn. <laughs> we are the descendants of the children of the corn. I have solved our whole national crisis right there. We need to do some healing around this. Yeah. Well, the the Puritans, after the slaughter, went back to their, uh, and they, of course, took all the food and everything that was there. They went back to their homes, to their plantations, and literally had a day of thanksgiving that no one, that no Puritans or pilgrims had to die during that raid. So this continued this continued this they would every time they would raid um a native american camp and kill native americans they would the next day they would have a big feast and call it thanksgiving oh my god so this is why this is not a day of this is a day of gluttony this is a day to show how you know that that the that we feel that we have dominion over the earth and that everything is at our beck and call and we can take what we want and that's what Thanksgiving has has become and and really it's I spent a lot of that day looking at this and saying this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous and I and I started thinking about now granted this is while I had a lasagna in the oven <laughs> um, my husband asked for a lasagna so I'm happy to make it. But I, I actually started thinking, I think this is going to be a day of fasting for me going forward. I, and I don't want to act like I'm better than or anything. I'm just thinking this is this was a big eye-opener as I sat and did this research. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, know, isn't that crazy? I, I wonder if their God was the one that stood behind the rope. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You know, children of the corn, the sand, both I know. Them. it's It's like crazy. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, there was there was an interesting article on Psychology Today um, that I shared with you that was called Chop to the Death. And it's basically where um, this dude, Peter McGraw, I doubt he's a relation to Dr. Phil, um, uh, but he's uh, a professor and he wrote this with, I guess, somebody named Joel Warner, and they wrote to this thing called the humor code well anyways he wrote this article on psychology today which i found very very interesting and one of the things that he did in this article um cough by the way jackie has in front of her also um uh is that he goes into this extreme amount of gluttony and what he calls a quote-unquote day-long orgy of fatty foods <laughs> <laughs> you really do, and you 
know I'm a very visual person, Jackie, so you know the whole visual that came into my mind with that whole day-long orgy of fatty boots. Um, <laughs> and you had to go shower, didn't you? Yeah, I had <laughs> Brillos. That's all i got to say, Brillo pads. Um, and basically, um, he goes on about after we have this big, huge, gigantic orgy of fatty foods, the next day, many Americans managed to wake up before dawn um, to battle over discounts and laptops and talking dolls. And um, basically, that the insanity of that, of course, has become what is known as Black Friday. And of course, there was a woman in California, which I found this to be. Um, extremely interesting is that she goes in to get an Xbox, mind you, which I don't know how much they cost, but I'm sure they're less than $300, um, uh, to go in and get an Xbox, and she pepper sprayed all the people in the area. Now, what I want to know is, did she spray that pepper right in their face, or did she just kind of, like, let it leak and it caused them to go crazy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have those details. I was reading a few things um, of what happened. I mean, people were being held up outside of the big box stores at the yeah. 3 a.m. hour, 4 a.m. hour, and and they were being held up, and everything they bought was being stolen from them. This coming is out the, um, Coming out of the stores. This is a little crazy. It is because it's, you know, my husband and I were talking about this. Um, we were talking about we we need, wanted to get a new TV because one of our several is, is dying. It's like lots of lines through it. It's official. And we thought, well, let's look through the papers. Let's look through the, see if there's a big special. And I said, you know, what are we doing? Every year, every year we watch the Black Friday specials. We know that they have four, so we're not even going to worry about it. And it's usually some some piece of junk that's on uh-huh. special. Or it's a lost leader and they only have a couple. And then we watch sometime closer to Christmas that exact same price is available again. Interesting. You can always find it again. Maybe not that, you know, 40-inch television for $199 or, you know, $78 or whatever it is. But even when we were looking through the paper and we saw that, they weren't they weren't great. They were the lower resolution. They were, like, for instance, the televisions. It was the lower resolution. It didn't have, and it had very few hookups to it. So it was really something very budget. Yeah. Um, and... And um, it was, but any time that there's a special on, like, the Xbox or something like that, that special comes around again. It always does. And the only time it's ever been totally nuts was that Tickle Me Elmo phenomenon when they ran out of them. So um, it was, it was. Did um, Rebecca want one of those? Xbox? Oh, she had, we had got one a while ago. No, I mean, I was talking about the Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I think that was pre-Rebecca. I think she was too little for that. No, it was before. That Tickle Me Elmo thing was more than 15 years ago. It was, yeah, 95. Yep, so she was born in 97. So, yeah, it was before that. And even when she was older and I was looking at getting her a Tickle Me Elmo when we went to the store and she looked at it, it scared the crap out of her when she was little. (laughs) She was like, get that away from me. (laughs) (laughs) One of the... But there's no this whole scarcity. There, there's the Black Friday thing. is all about the scarcity, and there is no scarcity. We're in America, for Christ's sake. There is no scarcity here. All the stores are full. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty interesting. The whole psychology of the scarcity thing that goes on um, with people. And one of the things that um, Dr. McGraw is saying in this article is he says one of the hallmarks of psychological sciences that were influenced by the actions of others. 
but often more so than we'd like to admit. Uh, you know, for example, you know, he goes on and he talks about us recycling and using reusable bags or cutting down on litter, um, and at other times that we can be socially influenced in quite a negative way. And he says that unfortunately with Thanksgiving and Black Friday, the influences skew more towards the negative than the positive. And one of the things, you know, when I was, when I was reading this article, Jackie, um, one of the things that strongly stood out to me is that he talks about, you know, when people go into the store, you know, me, you know, the doors open, the cattle prodding starts happening, they start moving in, and then, you know, one person starts running and everybody else starts running. And you know what it reminded me of when I was in <clears throat> Los Angeles? Um, I was in Los Angeles during the Rodney King trials, um, and, you know, the police officers, they um, were, of course, acquitted of uh, um, uh, beating uh, Rodney King. They, they were found not guilty, and uh, a couple of hours later, it may have even been 30 minutes. Um, uh, it was a long time ago, but uh, basically what happened is that one person on a street corner threw a brick at a truck, and that's what caused the entire riots that happened in L.A., one brick. Mm-hmm. You know, and these were, and I think that there becomes a, um, and I, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. I think that there becomes, in many of these circumstances, kind of like a collective form of madness that occurs mm-hmm. that we, for some reason, think that just because somebody else is doing something, that it is now giving, especially if we're in groups, that it's now giving us the right to do it. Well, that's something that we used to call a lynch mob. That's um, somebody would say, we gotta get them the pitchfork, the, the 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 torch. That we gotta. I mean, it's a mob mentality. Yeah. It has it has um, it 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 is what retailers, what marketers count on. It's what people who are trying to um, build up a frenzy count on. It's what comedians count on uh-huh. when they're on stage. It's what um, feeds the people who are um, in the crowd for a rock concert. You don't respond that way to to the to the record. Uh-huh. Um, it's you know how many times have you bought some music because you're hanging around with people who are totally in love with it, and then you get it home and you go, well, this kind of this kind of stinks. Yeah. So <laughs> that happens to me with Prince. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's what. Um, there's just two things going on. So there's the scarcity situation and then the mob mentality. And um, it, I watch in my store all the time. If I have a full store uh-huh. and, and there's people walking around the street, more people come in. There can be the same amount of people walking up and down the street and nobody comes in if there's nobody in the store. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's oh, what's there? What, there's people there. Why are the people there? It, it's the look up. You, in the, you're a crowd of people. You look up. It's, it's the mental think. On that, and then if you take it to the next layer, it's the spheres of influence. Yeah. Who do you decide is who do you decide is going to influence? Because in the same article, he talked about how um, they look at obesity is almost um, like um, a disease that can be caught. Uh-huh. Um, so when you have that's why whole families are obese, or f- they're saying that friends from um, hundreds of miles away can. Um, can be uh, can affect each other's waistline because you know you talk about well I'm just going to go out and I'm going to go out to um, Outback Steakhouse now and I'm going to get the Bloomin' Onion and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that or or and we we um, 
we give each other permission or we help each other. And so when we give each other permission we um to to act inappropriately um uh-huh. then it just goes crazy. It's, it's yeah, it's uh it's it, it, it's definitely um a crazy making. And one of the things that I'm seeing is that I'm seeing two things. Number one, I'm seeing all of these. Uh, for example, there's a, we can bring up the issue that you had in regards to um, obesity. It's interesting that obesity now is the new. They're the new smokers. You know, if if you're fat, there's something wrong, and you know, God forbid you're fat, and you know, you need to go on a starvation diet. Um, but meanwhile, at restaurants, they give huge, big, gigantic keeping proportions. Big, huge proportions. Um, Our, uh, if you get a copy of, and I find it quite uh, humorous. My mother subscribes to this magazine, and I am fully convinced that it's a cult magazine. Fully convinced. It's called Woman's Day. I think that this is one of the biggest cult magazines in the world because on every one of them it says how to lose 900 pounds in a day, and then there's a big, huge recipe for a chocolate cake on the cover. It's like oh, a yeah. big, huge drug in a cult. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, I think that people give a huge, big, gigantic double message that, you know, number one, you go to, an, to a restaurant and you're eating and you're having good conversation and you should stuff yourself. And then on the other hand, you're going to walk out of that restaurant and be shunned by somebody because you may be a size eight. Well, that's very skinny in my world, in most people's world. So are you thinking eight is obese or... Well, to them it is. You know, if if you look, honey, have you looked at the magazine cover? The new in is negative too. <laughs> you know what? I really, I really don't want to see your spine through your shirt. Yeah. I think that's taking it a little bit too far. But I don't want um, to see your your blood cells moving through your veins. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go, right there. And and really, I there's. Well, you know, and that that takes me to a whole another whole another place of of thinking with with the obesity, with the weight issues. That um, this is a uh, a cultural, almost like a cultural entity um, of of addiction or fighting the addiction. Mm-hmm. And I really think that in my experience in working with the Akashic Records, and this is not to excuse anything or to say you don't have a lot of work in front of you, or this is the magic pill. But every time I work with somebody is um, with with addiction, whether it's a food addiction or uh, a drama addiction or a shopping addiction or uh-huh. an alcohol addiction, or the and the addiction can be the inverse too, where where you're repel the addiction is I won't touch it. Oh my God! Um, so Are you saying that my aversion to dirt is an addiction? Um, it's it's the repulsion of it. It's the opposite end of the same thing. <laughs> Don't be giving me a reading on the air, Jackie. Um, but but it is an entity. It's yeah. a cultural entity that, that you have signed on to. And so I've I've worked with that many times and, and I really see that, that too skinny and obese that, that that anorexic look and obese are actually the same entity is what yeah. I've discovered. It's it's very interesting in Kabbalah and then I'm gonna throw out the Kabbalistic definition for um, addiction, and then we're going to go to a to a break real fast. And those of you that are on the line, um, pick up the phone and give us a call seven six zero five three nine 
3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. We will start doing a mini readings in um, the next half hour, so make sure that you pick up the phone and give us a call. Um, the Kabbalistic definition of addiction is anything that we use to fix ourselves, to make ourselves feel better in the physical world, is an addiction. Anything. Hmm. Whether that that is gossip, whether that that's food, whether that that is drama, whether that that is attention, whether that that is ego, whether that that is drugs, whether that is alcohol, whether that that is gambling, whether that is seeking approval, you name it. And I probably have three or four of them that I have mentioned there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep doing check marks. That's yeah, um, <laughs> um, but, but I don't have the gambling one. But, uh, but basically, uh, all of those Kabbalah considers an addiction. But we're going to take a break. Jackie and I will be talking about that on the other side. Pick up the phone, like I said, and give us a call, 760-539-3235. And while we're on the break, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. This show is made possible by uh, the candle purchases that are made on that site. So make sure that you cruise on over there with a platinum card. And, you know, do yourself a little bit of, of Cyber Tuesday shopping over there and get your old Christmas presents. Um, and we will see you guys on the other side. Don't touch that dial.
Welcome back, everybody, to Keep It Magic. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. I'm here, of course, with the incomparable Jackie Smith, the author of, where is it? I know it's here somewhere. Coventry Magic. The the, the author of Coventry Magic. Mm, These pages smell so good. I just love this book. I lo- I, you need to run out there right now and go to CoventryCreations.com and get Coventry Magic. And if you're real lazy, you can, of course, get um, the Kindle version um, on Amazon. But uh, if you want a signed copy, of course, order it at CoventryCreations.com, and we'll get Jackie to sign that on up for you. So make sure that you get that. that. I have mine. The ones that come from CoventryCreations.com, they actually smell like Coventry because they've been in the factory. I know. I'm smelling mine right now. It smells like a whole candle. Um, <laughs> That's what when um, when samples are sent out, or when Patty sends out her sample of the um, Healer's Almanac, or whenever anyone buys the Healer's Almanac, mm-hmm. that's over here too. And people go, "Oh my God, this book smells great!" I know. Well, it's part it's, of the love. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the love. It's part of the extra things that you get when you're um, part of uh, you know Coventry. So you know, it's definitely. Uh, Fun. So make sure that you cruise on over and get a copy of Coventry Magic at CoventryCreations.com. We are going to be talking about self-defeating behaviors and getting into some mini-readings this half hour. Um, by the way, we're going to keep it tuned to the things that um, uh, that you uh, are having issues with. So, you know, if you have a self-defeating behavior like addiction or love addiction or any form of addiction. So, um, keep repeating the same thing over and yeah, over again. It, it, keep it, finding it, yourself in the same problem. Yeah, you know. Let, let's keep it to those particular topics. But, you know, if you've got a problem, we'll definitely help you with it. Um, again, that number for you to call is 760-539-3235. Now, Jackie, what did you think about that definition of addiction, the Kabbalistic definition? Um, well, I think it's – I mean, we all we all use things that make us feel better about ourselves or in the moment. Um, we, we use things that um, – I mean, let's face it. We use our friends. We call them. I feel like, I feel like crap. Can you help me out? We uh-huh. use that those support system. Um, after a tough day, we we can you know, all get like you know Nick Charles and have a have a nice uh, cocktail um, from the Nick and Nora <laughs> movies. <laughs> but um, uh, we we'll we'll use it momentarily. But when we start to rely upon it, when that becomes our norm. Instead of dealing with the issue, I mean, there's plenty of times that I have gotten home from work and I've, you know, decided I'm going to sit down and read a book for a little while um, and, and get my brain out of that game so that I can think about it differently. But I do know that I have a book addiction, and uh-huh. I will, I will, if things are really too tough, I just go and read, and I don't read constructive things. <laughs> I read brain candy things. So, but but when it um, when it happens, you can say, "Oh, this is this is addictive behavior because I'm not doing anything else to change it other than escape it." So I think that that it's you can take it, it can be constructive or deconstructive. Yeah, 
I agree. I, I agree with you completely. And it is. Uh, I, I think that 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 definition is a little bit too wide uh, for me. But um, uh, I do. Uh, you know, fearless woman in the chat room is saying book addiction is a good addiction to have. I agree. I actually participate in uh, book addiction. Um, uh, you know, and I'm like Jackie when I when I'm having an, a problem. Although I don't read the stuff that she reads. Um, you know, I tend to pour myself into a business book or a marketing book. Or <laughs> oh, I'm I'm absolutely um, contemporary paranormal romance. Oh, I'm time. marketing porn is like the best thing ever. <laughs> That's what I call it. You know, marketing porn. Um, uh, you know, because you get your brain thinking and stuff like that. If you haven't got the book Double Double, go get it. Um, <laughs> it is a very good book. Double Double, it's a good book. It'll keep um, you lubricated for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this, so you think that this is too broad of a definition? We all do things that that help yeah. us, um, and then, and then, but if you take it too far, yeah. So what I, do you do? What do you do when you lose track and 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 you lose yourself into into the insanity of that self sabotage? I think, um, for example, uh, I think if you're in a particular circumstance, say for example, you call your friends when you need help, normal. Um, behavior um, mm-hmm. is basically what is starting to occur is that your entire life is now revolving around contacting your friends to get some form of reinforcement or some form of help. That's where I think that uh, uh, it becomes the issue. Um, Beth, who is one of our dear friends who is in the chat room, she says, um, if whatever you're doing interferes with your emotional, social, or occupational functioning, mm-hmm. that's when it's that's when it's harmful. Yeah. It, so yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, so basically, you know, I think uh, I think that she's absolutely right. You know, anything that that occurs in which, and believe me, I have been uh, I uh, raising my hand. I have done many of things in my life um, that has been used to fix something on the uh, on the inside, and. Uh, right. uh, and I think that we all have on on uh, many levels. I talked a few weeks ago about uh, uh, some of my issues, and uh, I think that you know the the main thing is is that having the willingness and the ability basically to face it uh, more so than anything else. One of the things I wanted to ask you, and then I want to get to a call of uh, Mel, who is a is, is a client of of yours, um, is uh, on the line. Um, Jackie, what do you suggest that people do magically? Okay in regards to they know there's an issue, but they don't know whether or not that they can face that issue, and they need a little bit of a push in that direction. You know, having um, having a good person to um, mirror you, um, having somebody who you trust or even slightly trust to say, okay, challenge me in this. I need to look at this. I need some help with looking uh-huh. at this. And then um, facing it. Absolutely facing it. Here's the here's the thing that I have learned is that when you're ready to face that addiction, and I I to be honest with you, I have a food addiction. I use food as my my all my solver. Uh-huh. Whatever my whatever my emotion is, if it's if it's beyond just you know even keel, yeah. food becomes part of the plan, and um and I don't even know it. So that's something that I'm working on, and um it's not easy. I I mean you eat to to survive you all that stuff so how could you just you know if you're drinking too much you just stop drinking if you're smoking you just stop smoking Uh you can't just stop eating 
So um, the first thing that I had to do is say, i got to look at this and start asking those questions, start asking myself those questions, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? It's really it's really that's where it starts. Start asking those questions for yourself. And yeah. then I, you know, started turning to the tarot to ask those questions and saying, What's pulling a card for myself? And actually I gotta take that back. I because I know tarot and I can um reinterpret it, uh-huh. my fears and my insanity can reinterpret it however they want. I started using different um oracles. <laughs> Just different oracles to say, Okay, this is telling me boom here. Yeah. Or um uh so using um divine influence and divine help. Um but it's not it's not an easy journey. It's not um a simple little journey and don't let yourself fool yourself that it is. You have to be brave. Yeah, it 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 is. And uh uh I know when I was going through my need to deal with my particular issues, you were one of the people that I contacted, Jackie, when I was going through the meltdown process mm-hmm. of it. Um, and it was, it was. It, I was very, very ready and very, very raw. And um, uh, you know, one of the things that you were able to do was, and uh, I have to throw props out to Beth as well, is able to to mirror back to me what um, was important, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and to look at things from that particular perspective. And I think, you know, in retrospect, looking back, Jackie, I think that we, in our own brains, in in our own. Um, uh, you know, personal obsessions tend to, to make things bigger than they actually are. But <laughs> um, that, you know, that's what gets us in trouble, and then yeah. it becomes really big. Yeah, and uh, but uh, definitely, I think that starting in the in a very very baby step sort of way. The only different, the only difficulty that I really really see, um, Jackie, and I think that this goes back to you know we get these big huge gigantic uh, heaping sessions at um, uh, a restaurant, and y- y- you know the, the the plate that is the size of a table basically, um, and you know we eat the table the, the plate that's the size of the, ba- the table, and then we go out and we become rich ridiculed for um uh for eating that that plate. Um I think a lot of times that you know we have to be really, really careful in regards to, to mirroring to to the people that we do mirror to because it, it, it you really have to trust who it is that you're going to in regards to doing that. Um well, uh, that and, that and there's some things that belong with friends yeah. and mirrors and, and people are gonna help you through it. And then there's the things that you take to to the professionals. Yeah. Um, That's I why I went to a shrink, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not afraid because to say it. Because it. it was more than anyone, any one of your friends could handle, and, and it ran um, a lot of friends away. Yeah. It did. Um, and, and a couple of us had to step back and go, am I strong enough to work with this? Is this something that I'm willing to invest in? Because just remember, when you're dealing with these things and you're looking at the people around you to help you, they're they're they are investing in you. Yeah. So, um, and it, sometimes there's little things, and sometimes there's big things. And I I thank the the great beings above that I have my sister Patty, uh-huh. because she is um, she is the I she looks at me and she goes, all right, let's go, let's stop what we're doing, let's work on this right now, and and that's something that I didn't just happenstance upon in my life. That's something that I worked towards. Yeah. Because we weren't always like this. So we started with little things, and we started with trusting each other in little little bits at a time. But the things that you can do for yourself 
is you got to take a, a deep breath and put your big girl panties on and say, this is not working for me anymore. I have to fix it. And i got to tell you, the only thing that you can fix in any scenario uh-huh. is you. Yeah, exactly. And your relationship to it. So um, so do you think we should uh, start with uh, a caller here? Yes. Yeah, let's go to a caller. Let me go to your friend, Mel. Um, <laughs> Melissa, I think her name is. <laughs> Seven three two, you're on the air. Seven three two. Hello. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. How are you? So okay. What is it? All right. How how can we help you here? What what can we help you with? What can we help you um, put to bed here? Oh God. As far as sabotage. Um, well, my life has been taken over by trying to conceive and trying to start a family. It was been doing it for gotcha. try, like trying for like two years and. I feel like there's spiritual blocks, but I don't know what they are, and it's starting to drive me crazy. So I'm going to take you through a little thing, Melissa, and um, it's something that I do with pretty much all my clients, and I talk about it in Coventry Magic, too. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I want you to answer it with the very, very first thing. And I know this might sound, I mean, these are all strangers listening to you here, so nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Okay. this is the very th- first thing that you think. It can be. It'll probably be pretty crazy. Right, the first okay. answer that comes to your head. So, what stops you from conceiving a child? You already thought of it, yeah. and it sounded nuts in your head. What was it? In all honesty, I I draw a blank on it. I mean, it. I feel like I don't know. So that's telling too. The fact that you couldn't you couldn't think of anything. That first of all that says I'm not asking the right question. Um so you've you've done a really good job. Your whatever fears or spiritual block, it's fighting for its life. So it's going to trick you in any way it can. So just remember your addiction is or or your issue is fighting for its life. It wants okay. to exist. Um, that part of you wants to exist. It doesn't want to be found out because once it's found out, it's it you you're on the track of of eliminating it. So, what is it that you're afraid of? What is the fear that you have with this parenthood? Biggest fear is I might screw it up. All right, I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. And again, it's the first thing that comes into your head. What do you think you're going to screw up? Don't know. I mean, I, I might mess with kids. You had something like, crazy that popped into your head. You had something that crazy. I think it kind of what what popped into your head related to the way you kind of felt screwed up. Mm. So... Um, I'm a crazy mom and might be one of those. Yeah, so that's really what needs to be healed here. That's absolutely what needs to be healed is that that motherhood issue that um, it's really hard to be the mother you think you should be if you don't know how to. And I think that's really what's, and I don't. it's not that I think it, it's it's that you have answered it right there. You've answered it for yourself that that's that you're afraid to be a mother because maybe you don't know how, 
And that's where you get the answers when you're working with the self-sabotaging behavior, the things that aren't working. I'm not saying you're self-sabotaging. What I'm saying right. is that the issue that doesn't go away, yeah. the issue that's, that's a, you're obsessed over. And um, and then now, what the hell do you do with that? <laughs> so now that I found this, now that I found it, what do I do with it? And it's it's um, you you have, and I hate to say this to people because it feels like such a reader cop out. You have all the answers inside, but let's. I'm going to pull a couple of the Coventry Magic Oracles to talk about the energy that's um, around you right now. Okay. Um, and what can help you get through it. You know, it's um, you had a better relationship with your dad, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, so, my girl. and so, th- I'm sorry, what? I've always been a daddy's girl. That's okay. From the very beginning. So what, with the energy that's around you, I pulled three cards, and it's the self-made, Hoodoo candle, the male energy is the sun, and the spiritual cleansing candle. And the first card, the self-made, this just makes me laugh. You have to define what being a mother is. Literally sit down and make it up for yourself what being a good mother is. Ask your friends. Ask your friends who have kids, what is being a good mother to you? Ask your friends who don't have kids, what... What would it mean if somebody was a good mother to you? You had a good mother. What made her a good mother? And you need to define that list right now. Literally, what does it mean to be a good mother? Okay. And um, and then from there, all of your energy is in the, the masculine as far as the parenting. It's all about that masculine energy. So through that... Um, I'm trying to trying to hear what they're saying to me. Hang on one second. Okay. They're saying through the Father God, you can meet the Mother God, and that's where you're going to learn about. And it's so funny. We were just talking about this, weren't we, Storm? The yeah. what did you call it? The Bina energy. How did you pronounce it? Bina. Yeah, that's right. Um, in the in the Tree of Life in the Kabbalah, there's uh, Bina, and then there's what's the male? Hakma. Yeah, the the father god and the mother god. And so I would say literally at this point, lighting that sun candle or that male energies candle to say, show me, help me connect with that, um, with the mother energy. And then once you connect with the Bina energy, um, that mother god energy, then bring in that spiritual cleansing to clear out the negative negativity. Did okay. that get too esoteric for you? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it makes sense. So, so that's what this is. What this is saying. What you said, because you found the answer for yourself, um, with a little poking. You know, that's what that's what that mirror is for to help push you just a little bit. Right. Um, especially if somebody can be a little intuitive with you, um, is that the thing that's stopping you is not understanding, not having that really strong connection with the mother God energy. And I think that, um, or the goddess energy, whether you want to call it the mother god or the goddess energy, um, because you don't know what it is, because you weren't immersed in it. And that's what we're supposed to be as children. We're supposed to be immersed in that, in the mother and the father energy, and that's what builds us up as a balanced person. So it's, it's time to start embracing that. Is there anything you would put on the altar in addition to the candles? 
just um, like something to help dress it up? Yeah, I would. I would bring in lots and lots of jasmine. I would bring in jasmine, even even if you bring step on some jasmine tea. Okay. The um, it's it's um, what I went through. I just did a healing on this for myself on Friday, and it's just okay. so interesting that this is coming up right away. You're the first caller. Um, what I discovered in my own imbalance in that bina energy is, I found that my definition of it was wrong. Um. Whenever um, people would say, well, connect with the mother God, the mother God felt very punishing and prickly and and very dark and severe. And, and so people say that Bina in the, in the, as a Sephra is um, dark, it's very dark. And so I would go in there and I would feel like I'm drowning. So I said this to, to Patty, who we're doing the healing with, and she said, well, that's not how it's supposed to be, so let's take a look at this. <laughs> and, and so what I learned from that healing is that I've been dealing with this oppressive mother energy, right. and, and the way it manifested in my life is different than the way it's manifesting in your life, where this was not loving, this was painful. Every time I would tap into it, it was very, very painful. So then... What I had to do is we had to heal that energy, and instead of it being this uh, bottom of the ocean blackness that I was drowning in, really the the mother energy that's about restriction and boundaries is about being in the shade away from the the burning sun. It was about saying, well, this is the boundary of the shade where it's safe, and you're going to go out and learn your lesson and be out in the sun for too long, maybe get burnt, and then come back in the shade and we're going to help you define what that lesson is versus what in my in my reaction was that that mother energy was they're going to teach you the hard lesson by beating the crap out of you emotionally or mentally. So um, so that's the healing work that I did. And I think what your healing work is maybe not exactly the same but similar to, um, to that is that um, you're getting ready to be that and then you can um, – then you can uh, – work with that and and uh you know my mother is still around <laughs> Mine too. my mother is around and and i i um she has not passed on and and even though she threatens to every year um <laughs> so uh so that's what's going on i think you're going to find a big and even if the pregnancy doesn't happen right away this healing has happened and then, and then what you do, you, you're more more open to when it does happen, because part of the healing is this is the the need. Part of this, um, part of the healing that has to happen, that will happen with this, is that you are obsessed by it. So this obsession means that you have to heal this. It's bubbling up to the surface, and it becomes the most important thing in your life. So, right. so, and to recap, to recap with this, with the male energies, the sun candle. Put that on your altar. Put the the um, the jasmine flowers around it. Just even if it's just jasmine tea that you get at the grocery store, that works too. So okay. even if you put that up a little bit higher on your altar right. to help balance that energy out, and then a little bit lower on your altar is the spiritual cleansing candle, because what you're doing is you're clearing this area out, and you're going to learn what it is for yourself. You're going to get the messages, even if it's somebody telling you stories about their mom or even your mom calling um, 
that you're gonna you're gonna go. Oh, that's what that's about. <laughs> you know, I I've been doing a lot of healing around my mom, and and just talking about it and doing some healing work. And I swear to God, I got a call the next day. Actually, she didn't even call me. She called my sister, and I happened to be at my sister's house. And my sister gave the phone to my mom, and my mom's response was, where the hell have you been? And I went, and here's your lesson right here. Right. <laughs> and, so I, and I was able to then take it and say, oh, well, I've been right here, and I'm available whenever you need to speak to me in a, in a loving tone. Right. So that's, hopefully, this, hopefully this helped, Melissa. I think so. Well, thank you. Good, good, good. Well, thanks. And so it's the male energies, the sun, and the spiritual cleansing candle, and I think you will um, see some good energetic shifts for yourself. Thank you so much. I hope so. Thank you. Yep. All right. Thank you. You know, Jackie, one of the things that um, I pulled three cards for her. Um, okay. And the first card is the five of wands, which has to do with, first of all, in, in the Kabbalah, this would be the the Sephirot, which is called Gevura, which has to do with hard, dense, earthy structure. Um, okay. And uh, my feeling here with the Five of Wands being the first card is that I think that there's a lot of inner conflicts that she's working with with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it may have to do with all of the responsibilities and changes that being a mother may actually make in regards to her life. Okay. Good news is is that the next card is the Ace of Pentacles, which is a pregnancy card, Yay. and then there is the Four of Wands, okay? So, which is the family card. <laughs> so, my feeling here is is that it does show me here. I think that she's looking at around March, April as being a timer, and I think that one of the things that I would suggest that she do is to stop focusing on getting pregnant. Um, it may be stressing her too much. It may be a little bit too stress-related, which would be this five of wands, okay? Um, and just try to put, try not to worry about it as much as possible and just go with the flow because it does show it happening and it does show um, a family situation taking place here in the future. I don't think you can get better cards in the future than the Ace of Pentacles and the Four of Wands. Um, but the, 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 um, the the kicker is that first card, which is yeah. you have she has to if she never addresses it, the other things don't happen. That's the block. Yeah, that's the thing that has to be gone through. Is are those are those um, fears and those things? And if you did not have a great experience with a mother, with your mother, um, and it manifests in different ways. Um, but for this way, it's manifesting for Melissa is that. Um, she has to work on healing that experience that maybe her mom was really overwhelmed at, yeah. at being being a mother and could not mother her in that way, or I'm not sure how how that manifested for her. But but you're right. It's like here's the um, you're and she's also very mental about it. So let's get into the real aspects about it. And I think um, making it a little more tangible and making that list and defining for herself what is what is a mom. Absolutely. What is a mom? Absolutely, I agree with you. We have to take a break. The number is 760-539-3235. Jackie and I will be back in a flash. Go and visit CoventryCreations.com, our sponsor, and we'll see you on the other side. Don't touch that dial. I tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black from when I come back. Daddy, thanks, I'll buy. Just try to make me go. 
back on hold and we'll come back to you. Area code three one three. You're on the air. Three one three. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, are you there, Brett? Hi. Yes, I am. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Good. Well, I am so I, glad. I'm so glad that you called in and you're listening today. I'm glad to be here. It's, sadly, Tuesdays are a day I work, so if I'm working in the morning, I go in. I leave after, or if I go in the afternoon, I go in before. So <laughs> one or the other. Good. Good. So. What's your, what is the challenge that you're calling in with? What is what is the thing that, that um, you need help getting through that block on? Actually, the thing I'm mainly calling about is to say how how much I've gone through blocks this year. Oh, great. Uh, um, last year at this time, I had just quit a terrible job and my job, my boss, my former boss was actually still calling, asking if I'd help with some things for his new, tr- the new people that are coming into the company, and it's like I'm trying to get away from you. <laughs> and but before I left the job, I had given him way too much power over me. He could call at three in the morning, and chances are, I'd say yes, I'd be there. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it was really destructive for me when we met. I was 300 pounds. When I mm-hmm. quit that job, I was 310. So I lost a little bit. Seven months later, I'm 60 pounds lighter. I have a much better job. I'm part of a Wiccan tradition that mm-hmm. I wasn't before, and especially after the mojo bag we made. A lot of this started happening. I have a oh, chance to be a co-host on our radio show on BTR. And if that doesn't work out, someone said, I have a chance to be on, be a host on their show, so I have a backup there. And it's just amazing how much, you know, working on myself has really brought me forward through a lot of barriers. So because what do you think my biggest is... Go ahead. My biggest thing was I was giving too much power to, you know, outside influences. Right. Even if they were good what, influences in my life, I gave too much. What do you think? What do you think? I wrote the was, book on that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is was some of your turning points? What is some of the work that you did that um, you could share with somebody else, and maybe they could um, uh, glean something off of? One thing was, even if it's a positive influence in your life, if you are giving someone else too much um, control isn't the word, but if you would drop everything you're doing to help someone when you are in the middle of a crisis, Mm -hmm. that might be a bit too much. And to think about it, sometimes you need to work on yourself. You need to turn right. turn and look and see what's your issues. So when you when you did the mojo bag, um, you said a lot of things happened for the positive for you with the mojo bag. What what was your intent that you built um, into there? And um, the mojo bag that uh, Brett made is Brett, right? Yes. Um, that that he made was at a um, a mojo bag 
um, uh, hoodoo class that we did. So what was your intent that you put in there? Removal of fear. And it was mainly going... Hmm? I think that's pretty telling, so go ahead. Yeah, removal of fear, and a big part was to find a connection with deity. <laughs> and that's more really than just that happens. <laughs> that's really so, powerful, Brett, because that's, that is the things that um, take us to addiction, the things that put the roadblocks in our way, um, are are almost always centered around fears. And sometimes they're fears that have been instilled in us. Sometimes they're fears that we've created for ourselves. But it is, um, that's a big part of it. And then I think this is so brilliant because what you did is you said, I'm going to, I want to work on removal of fear and to replace that fear because you always have to replace it with something, right? When you empty out, you need mm-hmm. to refill. Or you're just going to refill with the same thing. Um, then you decided to replace it with the connection with divine. So now you're going to start working from some divine truths. Um, you're going to start working from your own divine truth as well. That was absolutely brilliant. And I think that has such a big, um, you know what, I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I think this had such a big impact on your life because of you did it that way. And the more I think about it, Brett, the more I'm like, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to work something similar to that, which is emptying out the fear and filling in with the divine. That's 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 big, my friend. That's big. That's Thank great. You so much for I'm so glad I could help. Thank you so much. So and and um we will thank you for calling in and that's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. The interesting thing that I got for him is I pulled the nine of wands which shows that pain and that struggle and that frustration and that wound, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. here as the first card. The next card is the Eight of Pentacles. Interestingly, it is showing him beginning on a whole new inner type of um, period of looking at new things, looking at new options, beginning to experiment with a lot of different things moving into the future. And then there's the King of Wands, which is a very authority-related card that's very, very good. Well, the King of Wands, to me, is really mastering your own power. Yeah. And where it, where you're not wielding it in a destructive way, nor are you giving it away, you you have discernment on how to use that power, um, and how to use that your powers for good and not evil. <laughs> that's more the Queen of Wands. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's that's I think that's something that's really important is that um, I and I do forget this. I absolutely forget this is when you empty something out. You must refill it. You must refill it, or you end up refilling it with the same crap that was there before. Yeah, it, it, I, I think that that is uh, uh, one of the one of the difficult things. I know in my own process, Jackie, that when I, I started to do all of this, this particular healing work, that there was this kind of giant void opened, which of course I then started to uh, fill with much more productive things, you know, and things that I like to do, and uh, you know, some things that Patty's having me to do, which I don't know if I like it or not, but it's there. Um, well, you know, fear is that fear is the are tricky bastards, and I, yeah. I talk about this a lot in the book. Is that they will send you in, in insane circles to continue to deflect attention away from them, 
and and they will they will drive you to do these these crazy fears that that once you put them in the light of day you go oh that's what I was afraid of my mother's craziness is what I was afraid of um, <laughs> um, I mean and some things some of them are are very justifiable um, but they will continue I mean they will that you'll make crazy choices all of a sudden things will be coming out of your mouth saying wait I didn't mean to say it like that um, I you know I. I was sitting with, um, when I was in New York, I was sitting with a lot of powerful people mm-hmm. um, at the at the Korean barbecue drinking my soju. Um, the next time you need to try yakju, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. But, but I have to say my fears were rearing up, and I had to stop myself from becoming boastful or, or trying to, you know, um, puff my chest out and see how big and bad I am. That and that's actually where my exactly where my fears wanted to to send me. And the other thing that my fears wanted me to do is eat, uh-huh. eat and boast, eat and boast. Yeah, and so instead I just drank. <laughs> <laughs> so true, Korean vodka of all things. You know. <laughs> no hangover the next day though. No hangover. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the Koreans do nothing but eat and drink. <laughs> you know, they, they're, for some reason, you don't get a hangover from their stuff. Um, right, let's right. go here to another caller. Let's see. Who do we want to do? Okay. 302, you're on the air. 302? 302, Hello? you're on the air. Okay. 302, last call for Soju. Two four zero, you're on the air. Two four zero. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hi. How are you doing tonight? We're doing wonderful. What would you like us to help you with? What behavior do you want us to look at? Okay. Um, thank you for hosting this show and doing this great topic. My my behavior, my self-defeating behavior, I want to discuss with you guys is that I am such a motivated person, but I can't get myself to sit down and work hard. And um, I'm a Capricorn, so in my head I do I do a lot of thinking about how much I value hard work, but I can never translate it into manifest, manifesting it into physical reality. Um, so this is, this is a self-defeating behavior that I've had for... I'm I'm pretty young, um, but as long as I've I've been maturing into adulthood, and I think that if I conquered it, I would be able to to make some great strides in my life. Now, did you have the same problem when you were in high school? Um, toward the end of high school, I did. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of high school, not so much. Um. So it's funny that you asked that. I am in university right now, and okay. um, I'm I'm at this crossroads where I might just quit. And it's not that I I want to quit. Um, it's just that I think I think um, I can't be as excellent as I as I want to be with the circumstances that I'm in right now. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I was shuffling the tarot cards and my jumper was the emperor. And what I was going to ask you is, are you afraid to be imperfect? I think that my 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 question for you is going to be, um, what are you afraid of failing at? 
Um, and that was, and that's that's why I was going to work with you on that. Um, that you're so afraid of making a mistake that um, that you, you, there's so so much pressure on you being perfect that that you can't do anything, and that's where it is. That's, that's exactly where it, where it is. is. One so, of the things, Jackie, just just hold on for one second, Jackie. Sure. Um, one thing I want to tell you, Hannah, is that oftentimes um, Capricorn, it takes Capricorn longer than all of the rest of the signs, basically, to figure out which direction they're going in, okay? The reason being is that the sign is ruled by Saturn, okay? And Saturn likes to take its time. It likes structure. It likes um, things to be really in their place um, uh, before it gets on with it, okay? So oftentimes, these particular things that you're talking about are often things that go on with the sign of Capricorn. Go ahead, Jackie. Well, I'm going to ask you this, Hannah. What are the repercussions of you making a mistake? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask me that is uh, falling in the eyes of others, and um, I think I think that's mostly what it is. But you know, even saying that is so silly to me because I don't think that that's. The most important thing, and I could rattle off uh, a whole list of what I of um, things in my life I think that's related to, but that's what yeah. it is. I'm I'm afraid of falling in the eyes of others. I just want to be, you know, um, I want to be whose as, as learned and as. Excuse me, Hannah. Whose eyes are watching you the closest? Um. Well. <laughs> My mother's eyes have always watched me the closest. Right. Um, so you really, um, are you I really? I think that I, I've internalized that to become my own voice, though. Yes, you you absolutely have. It's Mother Issue Day. <laughs> Mother's <laughs> day. Um, Storm, what what cards did you get? Because I think your cards are pretty are pretty telling as well. Um, I got the Hanged Man is the first card, which. In this particular case, the hanged man really reflects the need to make some form of sacrifice, which in this particular case I think has to do with the particular fears, the particular difficulties, um, uh, being afraid of failing, um, uh, things along those particular lines. Okay, The card next to that is the hermit. Um, and the hermit, um, if I go into mythology, the interesting thing is that the hermit has a lot to do with um, uh, the god Kronos, which was the god of time, um, and, and the god of this perfect golden world. And he liked everything to be perfect. And if it wasn't perfect, he would, you know, cast it down into the into the unconscious, basically, um, uh, which ended up with the Olympians being born. But well, I would I won't bore you with that. Um, the card next to that is the six of cups which has to do with some form of idealized vision. Um, I think that this card has a lot to do with idealized vision as well as nostalgia. In other words, looking at something perfect, okay, in, in a perfect way and in a perfect capacity, yet it's very, very difficult to manifest that into form, okay? And every single diamond that you get is going to have a flaw somewhere, even though it's a diamond, okay? Yeah. Um, so the, th the thing here in regards to this particular situation um, is that it looks as if to me that there's a big, huge, gigantic fear of failure, okay, which is basically paralyzing you and keeping you from moving forward, okay? And I really think that with this hermit 
the hermit card, which means self-reflection, needing to look inside, um, you know, possibly needing to spend some time alone so that you can figure out what it is that you want to do and which direction um, you want to go in. And uh, because my feeling here is, is I think that you're you're either taking courses right now that may not be what your true calling is, okay, mm-hmm. I mean, and that that has you frustrated. And I really think that you need to find your true calling. Oftentimes, Capricorn will start to do everybody else's calling to begin with. I know I have a Capricorn moon. You know, it, I have a Capricorn moon, and it's very, very easy to fall into and be whatever anybody else needs you to be at a, at a particular time. And, and it, it, with the moon, it's it's really a trigger, a tricky issue because of the fact that your own inner survival, your own sense of feeling comforted, your own sense of belonging, is caught up with that. With you, it has to do with identity. Okay, who you are, which path that you're going down, the inner essence of uh, of uh, of, of Hannah is is basically what is uh, is being charged there, and I think that you really need to do a little bit of looking within, basically, to see which direction that you truly, in your heart of heart, underneath all of this stuff, what do you want to do? And then I think you'll find your path. Okay, Jackie. thank you very I, much, Storm. I yeah, I, I agree with Storm completely because the cards that I got pulling from the um, Coventry Oracle is that. Um, the, is the healing the sacred temple and Odin, which is hilarious because Odin and the hanged man are really the same the same energy, which is that um, that sacrifice. You have to sacrifice those fears. And I'm going to go back to that hanged man or, or to Odin to say, you know what, I think you need to fail at something. I think you need to sacrifice that fear on the altar of failure and go ahead and get a crappy grade. Go ahead and try... Not through obsession, but, you know, try. Say, can I do this? And say, you know what, I'm not the best at it. Do something you're not the best at and be okay with it. And that, when you when you fail um, and you don't die, I mean, don't try this failure thing with bungee jumping, okay? Do the, <laughs> do the, go ahead and let yourself fail at something and go, I survived. I didn't die. I didn't die. And I'm okay. And sometimes you just got to go for that for that experience. Uh-huh. But the other thing that I'm going to say in all this, and and I'm just there's a scenario that's playing out in my head, is that halfway through high school, you found what you really wanted to do, and you were told it was stupid, and you were berated about it. And it might have been a quick, it might, but whatever, whether it was a long term or just one conversation. You took whatever that other person said as to gospel truth, and that's when all this stuff happened. Is when you said, "I can't do what I want, but I have to be perfect at something else." There's a there was a pressure that was placed on you at that time, and it's time to go back to that moment. And this is what I want you to do: I want you to to sit in a quiet space and let yourself just really relax and ask yourself, "What was that moment? What did that moment look like?" And I want you to bring it up in your memory, and then I want you to change it. I want you to rewrite that script. And I want you to listen to what that person said, and then just say, meh, not your life, it's mine. Take the power, whether whatever you say, take the power out of that moment and 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 rewrite it. Because this, your life, and your body and your mind and your heart is your sacred temple. 
and and you this fear of failure is blocking you from hearing your own divine guidance and your di- your divine wisdom and um and you know without getting too woo woo on you um that higher self speak that divine speak is what is going to um take you to the next step thank, thank you so you. much I, I appreciate the woo woo <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, that was that was big. That was big for Hannah. That was really big, and I'm I'm really honored that we could um, work with her on that. I I think whew, that's a big one. Yeah, I've had that too. I've I've not I've not gone forward in things, and I've not taken some risks. Although I take risks all the time. Gambling is in my nature because I gamble with everything. Yeah, exactly. But, wow. We are winding this show up. This is a powerful show. It has been. I've really enjoyed uh, doing the show. I found out that all of us have messed up mothers. We all need to set boundaries. You know. Um, yeah, I uh, tell my daughter that all the time. Take it up with your therapist when you're 18. <laughs> I think that there should be two funds now for when children um, get to adulthood. There should be a college fund and a therapy fund, um, uh, both. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but we have some exciting things that are going to be going on in December. At some point during December, we have uh, Lorian that will be coming on with us to talk about Yule. Um, yep. uh, in January, we have Patty, which will be coming on with us to talk about her book. The first Tuesday? The first Tuesday of uh, uh, the new year. Um, yep. Do we have anybody else that I'm missing in my hand? I have. We haven't scheduled anyone else. I was going to get right on that, um, but I um, plan for big things. Storm and I are going to be setting our schedule and setting our topics. We usually set them a yeah. couple weeks in advance, but I think um, what we're talking about is really even going further in advance. Even going further in advance, and then prepping you with it, saying yeah. this is what we're going to talk about. Bring your questions. Exactly. Um, make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Check out our sponsor. Um, also, fan us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash keepin, without the G, it's magic. Uh, and, of course, you can get a reading from Jackie at Coventry. You can find me at psychicfriendsnow.com. Follow us on Twitter at keepitmagic. And, Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic every moment of every day. Every single moment, every single day. That's great.
Shoes, no shirt, and I still get service. Watch. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. 